Welcome to the Self-Worth Solution with Nicole Denise, a podcast to help you wake up to the truth of your worthiness, find real freedom, and learn to create a nurturing and supportive relationship with yourself. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a self-love advocate and master coach. My intention for my podcast is to be as candid and truthful with you as possible as I share lessons from my own journey of healing and self-compassion. Come along with me as we unlearn the lies and distortion diet culture taught us that cause us to mistrust and reject ourselves so you can finally say yes to the love, happiness, and the life you crave. Welcome to the Self-Worth Solution podcast episode 29. Hello. Greetings, greetings, beautiful hearts. How are you today? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for finding me. If it's your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm excited always to connect with you wherever you're listening from. Two of my favorite places to listen to podcasts. It's kind of changed. I used to really love listening to podcasts while I cooked. That was back in the days when I was... um, health coach and trying to create a food blog. And uh, so I'd listen to podcasts while I was cooking because I was cooking a lot. Um, But now I really love listening to podcasts when I'm driving and if I'm walking or taking um, a hike. Yeah. Every time I say taking a hike, I think of the the saying, the expression when you're telling somebody to go away, take a hike. (laughs) I will. Thank you. It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Uh, But wherever you're tuning in from, welcome. I'm happy you're here. And I hope that what you hear today on the podcast really resonates with you. And if it does, and you like what you hear, I invite you to listen in to any of the previous episodes. They're all really great and useful for support on your self-growth journey, self-improvement journey, and definitely the journey I think that all humans are on, grounding ourselves in the truth of our worth. So every episode supports that intention. So today, I'm excited to share for the next few episodes, actually, I have decided to center my podcast topics around areas that we dive really deep into in my small group program. That's going to begin July 6th and it goes through August 17th. So I want to spend the next few weeks featuring content and topics that we go into in the small group program so you can get a taste of it. And if the small group program isn't something that you want to join, no time, no desire, anything, I also really, really believe that this content is of great value. And so I want you to also have access to it here. And if you discover that you'd like to do a little bit deeper work, you can take a look at Unstoppable, the Self-Worth Solution Small Group Coaching Program. And if you want to find out more about it, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio 
And on Instagram, I'm at Nicole Denise underscore life by design. Or you can go to my website, www.nicoledeniselifebydesign.com forward slash unstoppable. And it'll take you to the landing page so you can learn more. You can always send me an email, coach at nicoledeniselifebydesign.com or uh, send me a message on Instagram. But I say all that because it introduces today's topic really well and the series of topics I'll cover in the next several episodes. Today, we're going to take a perspective, like a macro perspective, zooming out. And I named the program Unstoppable. I shared (laughs) in a podcast episode recently that that word has... I've been um, present to feeling differently about the the energy behind the word. And I thought, you know what? This is actually meaty enough. I want to make a whole podcast on it. And I titled today's episode, The Biggest Lie About Being Unstoppable, because I want to I want to call it out because we we can be unstoppable. We can be impossible to stop. But like what comes up for you when you hear the word unstoppable or being impossible to stop? Does it make you get tight in your chest? You feel like maybe there's a weight on your chest? Unstoppable. Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Unstoppable. Oh, I've got nothing else to give. I need to stop. It's common to use the context or the paradigms of hustle culture to define what unstoppable means or how it looks in application. And might be, if you did feel any tinge of, that's not for me, that's not the energy I want, unstoppable, the self-worth solution doesn't grab me, nope, I don't, unstoppable, will you stay with me, trust me, and take a listen, I invite you, you just try this on, as my, one of my mentors used to say, just try it on. Go into the dressing room, try it on. You don't even have to come out and show us. If you don't like it, just take it right off. Feel good? Come out. Let's look in the mirrors. (laughs) So if you were present to any um, negative meanings, definitions, connotations that tightened you or you felt resistance to the notion of being impossible to stop. So when I say hustle culture, for those of you that might not have heard that, um, it's, it's used to describe all the go-go-going, the achieve, the win, acquire, conquer at all cost. This outlook or value system, as I think it could actually be referred to, more of a value system. Hustle culture has been the inception for um, idioms like YOLO, you only live once, so go hard. Sleep, sleep when you're dead, that used to be one of my favorite ones. Rise and grind. Um, if you search hustle online, hustle, um, like on Pinterest, you'll pull up a whole world of adorably stitched ball caps saying boss babe or mom boss, mom boss hustle, or in fancy gold script on a journal and wall hangings that say God goals and grind and built, not bought, hustled, not handed, earned, not given. Woo! Throw out the red flag emojis here, right? 
talk about some systemic bullshit that is in play in the dominant culture's messages, which compose that hustle culture, that work and effort is what makes us valuable. This viewpoint perpetuates inequity and undermines the truth of our personal worth. But it's so deeply ingrained in our society and the education and conditioning happens so immediately in our culture here in the States that, and, and many other places, I don't say that to exclude anyone listening. I say that uh, to qualify. That's my experience. That's where I live and that's where I've been raised. Also, this idea of can't stop, won't stop sets the stage for fear guilt, and shame, which we know becomes a monster, making it especially difficult for those that can't or won't run at the same pace as everyone around them. Some ableist bullshit in there. I I just, sexism, racism, it's all in there. All the isms are what are supporting this uh, hustle culture dynamic. This culturally programmed interpretation of unstoppable is a recipe for burnout, breakdown, and exhaustion. And talk about a stop signal. Burnout is the ultimate stop signal. Kate Northrup, the author of Do Less Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management, said that. Hustle culture carries this overarching belief that the more you do, the more valuable you are. It's a lie. The belief is based on a lie that you aren't worthy as you are. They have to do something to earn your worth. Okay, I so so all of that I share and tangent a bit (laughs) to shed a light, shine a flashlight on the lie about being unstoppable, being impossible to stop in my life. I want to continue growing. I don't want to stop growing ever. I want to keep learning. I don't want to stop learning ever. As Brene Brown says, I came here to get it right, not to be right. That means that we must continue growing and learning. That's a value I hold. Not just because Brene said it. (laughs) Can you think of things that you don't want to stop? I don't want to stop taking good care of myself. I don't want to stop advocating for all human rights. There are so many places that I want to be unstoppable. How about you? So for me, the impossibility to stop, you can't prevent me from speaking my truth. I will not stop taking up space. That energy. This is a more, in my opinion, this is a more complete definition of being unstoppable. Persistence instead of perfection. I'm unstoppable when I persist. If I focus on perfection, nothing stops me in my tracks quicker than seeking perfection because nothing will ever be good enough because there is no such thing. But persistence, I... I also love that definition of unstoppable, to be persistent, because in my persistence, I can still rest. In my persistence, 
I can still stop and take breaks, attend to my healing, continue growing and learning. Do you feel the difference there? How about resilience and commitment versus discouraged and discardable? Resilience, for me, helps me to be unstoppable. That you can't keep me down. I will rise again. I will get back up. You might have triggered something in me that sent me into a negative self-talk spiral, but I'm resilient because I've been practicing resilience. And I'm going to come back and still take up space and use my voice, and I'm going to be louder and more clear. Unstoppable in my resilience. And because I'm committed to that, I keep growing and practicing to be resilient versus that discouraged and discardable. Oh, these people said such horrible things to me. Uh, These comments, these DMs that I've received, and I've received plenty of them, but this is as an example. Think of the times that you have been discouraged, either from a perceived failure, an actual failure, a big bomb, if you will, like, I bombed that talk. Been there, done that. Discouraged and discardable. This didn't work toss it. This doesn't matter. What I want to do doesn't matter. Stop. That's a full stop, isn't it? But if we have that resilience, we can move into that impossible to stop energy. If you're in agreement with this, if this is resonating for you, these expanded definitions of being unstoppable, that's awesome. You might be also wondering, but how? How do I learn to focus on persistence rather than perfection? How do I practice resilience, as you're saying, Nicole, and commitment versus being discouraged and feeling kind of worthless after my 17th fail? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Here's the hard truth. Our life gets refined when we stay in the discomfort that is a part of growing. So being unstoppable, being persistent, having resilience, those things occur. I gain those skills when I am willing to stay in the discomfort that is a part of growth. But what I have found to be true is we must believe we are worth it. We must believe that we are worth the effort that it takes to do that hard work. Believe we are worth it. Know we are worth it. You are worth the investments of time, either time off, time out, the time it takes. Maybe if you've got something really complicated or especially nuance to unravel, that takes time. You are worth the investments of time, support, money, emotions, presence, and trust. I become unstoppable when I remember I am worth it. That's when we become unstoppable, my friends. You become unstoppable when you remember you are worth it. What if you didn't have anything to prove? What if you could show up as if you're already worthy, 
already worthy of the position, already worthy of the luxurious break from people and social media, already worth the love that you so want without changing yourself or sacrificing your own heart's desires so that somebody else's could come to life. So here again, we're seeing the correlation of our self-worth, our belief that we are worthy before we ever do or achieve or acquire anything. We see that correlation for being able to be resilient and persistent in our life toward our goals, towards our dreams, towards our healing. I've needed a ton of help, financial, physical care for my body, patience for the process. At all of those places, I was challenged to a degree of physical pain sometimes because I was struggling to believe I was worth all that effort. Do you feel me? I hope you relate to this. So how do I keep up my self-worth? Because this isn't a light switch. If you've been listening for a time, you know that this is not about one and done. Set it and forget it. This is a practice. This is a process. It's lifelong. It's something that we need to exercise just like our physical bodies. So for optimal health of our self-worth, we've got to We've got to put in time to strengthen it. So how do I keep up my self-worth when I think that I'm not worth the trouble or the expense? This is where we drop loving cues for ourselves. Because in those spaces where we're really battling feeling worthy, it can be very hard to talk ourselves down from that. So we get this situated before we get there. We drop a loving cue when we're stuck or feel stopped in something we don't want to be stopped from doing. First of all, noticing I'm stuck. That's the cue. Stop stuckness. Stuck stopness. (laughs) And just lovingly saying, ah, I see that I feel stuck. Is there anything that I am believing that's making me feel unworthy. Ah, I see I am stuck here. What might I be doing if I believed I was already worthy? Ah, I see I'm stopped. I feel very stuck. I'm procrastinating. I'm avoiding stuff. I am not moving forward. I'm preventing myself from doing what I want. Something is preventing me. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's my thoughts. Maybe it's other people, but man, I'm stuck and just getting curious. So the loving cue is a judgment-free signal where we connect with what's going on. Ah, I see that I'm stuck or I see that I'm in pain or I see that I am afraid of something. I see that I'm procrastinating. Ah, I see. I wonder what is going on. What if I was acting as if I was already worthy? What if I believed I didn't have anything to prove? What would I do? Self-doubt, which often fuels a stop for us when we're seeking to live a life 
an unstoppable life of meaning and worthy purpose, self-doubt doesn't come from love. It comes from fear and fear of lack. Fear that I don't have what it takes, that I'm not enough. When we believe that we are not enough, we doubt ourselves. We doubt that we have permission to do the things we want. We doubt that we have permission to be in the spaces we want to be in. We seek approval at the table to use our voice instead of just saying our truth. When we are grounded in the truth of our self-worth, when we know that our worth is inherent, when we're able to show up like we have nothing to prove, we can take up space unapologetically, knowing that our voice matters, that our needs matter, that our values matter. So what is it for you, dear listener? What is it for you that you'd love to be unstoppable in your pursuit of? What would you love to persist at doing? Why is it that you want to build resilience and keep going? In my small group program, Unstoppable, the Self-Worth Solution, we will take up space together for six weeks with one integration week in between. And dive deep into unpacking, unraveling the lies that keep our fears in play and active because that's where the self-doubt lives. And it's not that we get rid of the doubt, but from a place of absolute worth, we're able to manage and flow with doubt present because we have this beautiful, empowering belief that we are enough as we are and we've got nothing to prove. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you've been inspired and that you've got some ahas to tuck away as you move forward in your week. I look forward to joining you next week on the podcast with some more insights from Unstoppable, the self-worth solution. Have an awesome rest of your day. Blessings. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying my podcast and you'd like to help support me, I invite you to leave a rating and review or post about it on social media. And to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at Nicole Denise underscore life by design or sign up for my newsletter over on my website, Nicole Denise life by design.com. Finally, if you felt supported and encouraged by what you heard today, it's very likely that someone in your life would benefit as well. And sharing is caring. So go ahead and send somebody a link to today's show and let's spread this revolution of self-love and worthiness. Thanks again. Love life. And I'll see you next time.